This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's the Greg Tucker Show. And, um, you know, I can't wait for you to come on from one Monday to the next it seems like it takes forever, but I have been blessed to have so many great guests on lately, uh, Greg. It's just, um, I don't know how I've missed them, because I was telling you before we went on the air that Sandra Cullen had uh, made three tapes, DVDs for me, back in the late 80s, 1980s, and what the... Uh, the legal secretaries would do. They'd take their, uh, um, I, I hate to say boss, because we really weren't bosses. Uh, we were followers uh, of the legal secretaries. And uh, we would uh, put on shows for them, for them. I mean, they were getting back at us for all the things that we did that we shouldn't have done uh, as far as uh, um, us kind of uh, not treating them as well as we should have because they, they're the ones that kept us going. But you're talking about the judges and the, uh, and you love uh, the attorneys and uh, people in law enforcement uh, like me. Uh, we would get up and make fools of ourselves. And I was sitting there watching and I thought, goodness gracious, we were great singers. We were great entertainers. I said, I don't know why that nobody really noticed all the uh, things that we could do back then. Well, some were almost pro. Judge Clayton. Oh, God. Play guitar and sing up there with most of them. Oh, he, he was just like Johnny Cash. You couldn't tell the difference <laughs> except in, in the looks and, and things <clears throat> like that. But, boy, those guys were really, really special. Now, what did you do? Uh, well, one of the songs I sang was Rocky Top with David Lowry. And uh, um, we... Uh, it, it was one of those things that, that uh, Judge Ash would say, sang a couple of them. And then we waddled around like ducks. And, and <laughs> of course, they, they love to see us make fools of ourselves. And I, I was thinking, have things changed so much well, let's see in, in, in this community that people don't do that anymore? Well, let's see how much they've changed. Give us a few stanzas of Rocky Top. 
No, I have to have uh, a musical background. I have uh, to have the right. No acapella. You never much on acapella, huh? Uh, I, I did a couple of uh, acapella songs with Barney five years ago, <laughs> but um, it, it it really was uh, something that I, I love those type of things that we used to do back in the old days because uh, we were smaller. And everybody had a relationship back then. We knew each other, and we had a great amount of respect. There was a smaller group. Yeah. You might have been a little smaller then, too. Okay. Actually, I was larger. That was in my 300-pound lifting days. Yeah. And and now I just just barely lift my arms up because of all that. You weighed 300 pounds? No, I did not weigh 300 pounds, well, I big you boy. Said that was in your 300 pound days. Lifting days. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> benching days. Yeah, the 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 good old days. But it was funny to look how see how we looked back in those days, and and uh, uh, the difference was between uh, see in the 80s. That's probably 30 something years ago. When you just say the 80s, that seems like yesterday, but when you count it up, yeah, yeah, you're getting up close to 40 years yeah. ago. You know what, what I was wishing while I was watching that? I was I was wishing that you were around at the time, yeah. because I bet you, I was, as far as... Uh, I was beating up on other lawyers in Washington, D.C. at the time. Yeah, but these ladies would have been beating you up here. <laughs> I bet. But they were they were special special ladies, and I've been blessed to live in a community well, like yeah. like Rutherford County was, especially back in those days. Well, you're fortunate that somebody documented and recorded, yeah. So you could see. Yeah, it, I yeah. called Sandra Cullen this morning and thanked her for uh, getting that for me. Good, good. Well, let's see. I made a call during the weekend. A call I'm glad I made, but it was it was painful. I was checking on uh, my colleague, uh, Smyrna historian, mm-hmm. uh, Marty Luffman. Marty, as we mentioned about two weeks ago, was involved in a bad car accident. And I talked to him yesterday, and uh, I hope I made him feel a little better just by showing some interest, but uh, he, he sounded down. He's uh, struggling right now with... Uh, uh, paralysis in his lower half, which we hope is temporary uh, paralysis, but uh, he's struggling because, you know, Marty extremely active. Oh yes. And uh, he's still a cowboy. I hope he always will. Be yeah, me right. too. Yeah. But Marty, if you're listening, you've got our our prayers and wishes for a, a good turn, and uh, do stay in touch. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, I think the world of Marty, and every time I, I watch a cowboy show that's uh, got these great gunslingers in them, I think of Marty. Um, he's never shot at me over the years, thank goodness, <laughs> but uh, I, he is special, and he's been on our show a lot of times, and, yeah. and he has a lot to add when he's on. For those that don't understand, there's a competition of uh, riding horseback, Mm-hmm. And firing more of a pistol, like uh, it's a it's a pistol, but he will not admit that he puts snake shot inside the the ammunition. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, he he never misses the target. I yeah. mean, he, he's unbelievable. 
and has been all over the country in those competitions. But, uh, oh, I got a text from Sandra Cullen. Okay. And uh, she says she's listening. Great times. Of course, that's the, it was the best of times back then. You did not make fools of yourselves. Y'all were great. I wanted to, everybody to hear that part. I'm glad she corrected you on that point. I was enjoying. A, she was just being nice, believe yeah, me. Yeah, to see you duck waddling sounds pretty foolish, but uh, we'll give it to her. <laughs> I tell you what, I think the attorneys caught more than the ones of us that were in law enforcement. Yeah. And uh, to see an attorney get up there and make a complete, I, I was going to say the the three-letter word, but 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 make a, a fool of themselves uh, was special for me. <laughs> for you? Yeah, yeah, it really well, was. All right. Uh, some of them had sued me over the years, and I just wanted them to know that I, I, I still cared. Well, that's, that was the difference between uh, yesterday and, and today. We still kept our friendships, even though they were suing me and doing all these other things. Uh, they were special. Frank Fly, you you knew Frank Very real well, well. Yeah. and of course he's passed away. But uh, he was uh, he's a great musician. He could sing and play. And hmm. uh, I mean, you think of attorneys that can't do anything but uh, get up there and and uh, and argue intensely against each other, but well, some of them the raised, relationship was really special at that time. Some of them raised cattle. Yeah. Other other things. Oh, we did also have a pleasant time last Monday. We had lunch with Foot. We Joe, did. Joe Feeney. It's good to see him out, mm -hmm. and he's got a real fine fellow working closely with him now. Very impressed there. with him. Yeah, and uh, Joe seemed to enjoy a, a lunch over at Buster's, mm -hmm. which is always an experience. And Joe, if you're listening, hang in there. Uh, I expect he'll be around for a good while. You know, mate, we may take him, well, I don't know if he'd like it, but we might take him over to Bad Guys one day. I didn't even realize there was a, a restaurant named Bad Guys here in Murfreesboro, but it's not too far from where Peter Dees was. Okay. Was. Yeah. You, you, well, Peter Dees is not there anymore. You know that. Right. It's uh, Delhi now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, I was uh, reviewing my local history calendar, and last week was the 108th anniversary of one of the most devastating moments in uh, Murfreesboro history, uh, and it's pertinent to the current circumstances. We are in what is called the tornado season, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I'm sure all of us, I can't imagine there's many that actually remember, but we can remember stories about the 1913 tornado Yeah. that uh, destroyed about half of the courthouse square. Well, uh, going back to that period and reading the reports in that period, there was no tornado. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Mm -hmm. I found several detailed reports on the damage and such. The word tornado is never used. The reason being, tornado was not a word in common usage back in the 
19 teen period on up probably until close to the depression the big headlines are cyclone ah. it's murfreesboro mm-hmm. i'm doing a little research cyclone is a word uh, from the greek uh the greek root word means to whirl mm-hmm. uh, tornado is a word from the spanish uh, which uh, has a very similar meaning, means to twist, or in some uses it just means a thunderstorm. Uh, but it wasn't until, oh, the war years that the Spanish influence became strong in the Southwest, and the term tornado emerged. And now very few times do you hear the reference to a cyclone, uh, which would still be a correct term. Uh, and it, Reminded me of a parallel today. All our lives we've heard the term and known that an epidemic is when a disease spreads rapidly. And if you look at uh, the World War One era, the Spanish flu was a worldwide epidemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, frequently that phrase was used. Today we have a new word, pandemic, which has been coined probably, I don't say really recently, but fairly, it, hearing the term is recent. Mm-hmm. And pan, of course, means cross-country, uh, around uh, something that passes national boundaries or such as a pan. Uh, Pan-American would be North and South America. Uh, and we hear the word pandemic. And I'm going to guess that the word epidemic probably will fall out of common usage because now we have the word pandemic. And uh, I can forget it as as quick as uh, uh, blinking my eyes. We want to. I can. You're talking about pandemic or epidemic? Pandemic. Well, it's the only thing I liked about Pan was Peter Pan himself. (laughs) Uh, it's a, I guess someone would argue it's a little more efficient because worldwide epidemics a mouthful and pandemics a little shorter. I'm not sure why it was uh, someone came up with the term except for that reason, something quick. And also I think there was a, a bit of an attempt to uh, come up with something that sounded new and different to get people uh, understanding. But... Uh, we're going to lose the term epidemic, I think, as the word uh, cyclone has fallen out of usage. But let me go back to the cyclone, because there are some other things about it that... Uh, Why don't you just say twister? Twister, okay, yeah. the twister. Yeah. Uh, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday morning in uh, trying to pin it down March 20th probably mm-hmm. yeah, 19, 20, 21st it was on a Thursday though Friday uh, was the day that the cleanup began uh, but a couple of things that uh, I never heard before that uh, you come across that were very significant first it wasn't the first tornado there was two with several days in between both heavy disasters. The first one is not even in uh, much of our literature anymore. Uh, Second, it was followed by an incredible fire that went on for a couple of days and did as much damage as the tornado itself. Mm -hmm. Another thing, it didn't touch the courthouse, 
most of the time when people refer to the 1913 tornado twister, mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking about the courthouse. The courthouse was completely spared, although by just a matter of a few feet, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, and the Home Journal, our leading newspaper of that period, when they did their full-page write-up uh, on the damage and uh, the, the circumstances, whoever wrote it, and there's no byline on it, but whoever wrote it was really a, a, uh, into journalistic prose and trying to make it a, an even more dramatic dramatic story. And I wanted to share some of that also as a reminder because it was uh, uh, people lost their lives and yeah. a lot, a lot of damage. The total that the newspaper figured in damage doesn't sound much today. Half million dollars in damage done to business houses and other property. But do your, your numbers, a half million dollars in 1913 was a staggering sum. Yeah. And uh, very few were, were spared it. But let me read some of the prose that's written about it. Historic Murfreesboro, heretofore seemingly impregnable, having weathered the storms for nearly a century and withstood the heavy bombardment incident to battles, fell like wheat before a reaper last Friday morning. Hmm. When it was struck by a terrific storm, which traveling at the rate of about 65 miles an hour, and I'm talking, they're talking about the forward progress, not yeah. the speed of the wind. Yeah. 65 miles an hour struck the city with full force, leaving the hitherto beautiful town looking similar to the ancient city of Pompeii after its fall. Only one week before a destructive tornado passed over the western section of Rutherford County, doing many thousands of dollars worth of damage and killing several people. And the citizens of Murfreesboro and the storm-swept section of that date had not recovered from the state of nervous anxiety produced by that catastrophe, but they had believed that this city had been made immune for at least a time, but fate had decreed otherwise. And the last reference is the old saying, you know, uh, lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. Well, how did Kipling get to know what was going on here? It sounds like was this uh, this would have been after Gunga Dean, right? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, after the the war. The, yeah, Rudyard. Uh, he could he could he could pen a, he he could really make a phrase. Yeah. Well, he may have ghosted this one because, like I say, this is unusual that an article that covered an entire page of a very large newspaper, mm-hmm. physically large, uh, has no byline at all, no credit given to whoever wrote it. I wouldn't have given him any credit either. <laughs> but then finally we get to the details. About 12 o'clock Thursday night, the atmosphere, and this is, this is interesting, the atmosphere became very oppressive, and there was a calm that presaged, I mean, these are words you don't hear often. No. Presaged a storm of unusual violence. The dark and lowering clouds began to roll up from the southwest, and the distant rumblings of thunder warned those who were awake, that a tragedy was imminent. About two o'clock, the electrical demonstration became one constant flash of white light, and there was scarcely an intermission of a moment between the blinding flashes of lightning and terrifying peals of thunder. The city was lighted up as by 
myriads of electric lights and buildings could be easily seen at a distance of several blocks for a period of half an hour, the brilliant light merely flickering at times. The darkness never fell for even a moment. That would be impressive to see. You know how when you get a big flash of lightning, mm -hmm. you can see like daylight. And the suggestion here is that it was so constant <clears throat> that for 30 minutes, it looked like daylight in the middle of the night. Twisters on the left of us. Twisters on the right of us. We charge forward. That's Rudyard. Yeah. <laughs> At almost 2.30 o'clock, the force of the assault was weakened, probably by the very impetuosity and vigor of the attack. What was that word again? Impetuosity. Hmm. I was going to say, this fella, he's into his prose. Yes. Uh, he or she, we have no idea who wrote it. It was then that fire, the fourth great destructive element, advanced into the fight. A bolt of lightning struck a storage building of the wholesale firm of King, Raglan, and Company. Uh, mm, Raglan, yeah. Uh, developed into a major uh, wholesale yeah. produce wholesaler around the region, in which was stored, this is almost hard to believe, in which was stored a large quantity of explosives and fireworks located just across the street from the main warehouse. Mm -hmm. At this time, the other forces had somewhat subsided, meaning the wind and the rain, and the nervous citizens had somewhat recovered from their fear and anxiety, and the phlegmatic had again fallen into peaceful slumbers. Don't ask me what phlegmatic means. Uh, when the That's gone from Kipling to Orson Welles. It sounds like it. Yeah. When the... Siren whistle announced that a fire had started. All was again excitement. And I see within 30 or 40 minutes after the twister had moved out, mm -hmm. this fire begins. Probably the fire started during the, all the lightning and all. That's what they suggest. Mm -hmm. But everybody had gone back, you know, to bed if they still had one. Yeah. Uh, and were phlegmatic, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, all was again excitement. In a few minutes, the flames had reached some of the explosives stored in the building, and several deep and reverberating reports were heard throughout the confines of the city. These explosions evidently blew off the roof of the building, and soon the ammunition and the fireworks were involved. The explosion of the gasoline tanks and cans of powder resemble the booming of heavy artillery and the popping of small what in the world is that word small... i can't believe it stumped mentoriate call in and tell him what that word well it's i'll make excuses it's a faded copy but there's small shells maybe the rattle of Small arms and rapid fire. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah, but then the fireworks. When the fireworks were reached by the flames, a most spectacular scene was witnessed. Roman candles and numerous other kinds of fireworks filled the heavens with their brilliant and variegated balls of fire and sparks. The surrounding territory was lighted up beautifully, and the incessant thundering of the explosives and popping of cartridges made the spectacle one of the most beautiful and awe-inspiring pyrotechnic displays ever given in an impromptu matter in this, in this section.
Did they give any idea of the response from Murfreesboro public safety type people? The next paragraph. Oh, okay. Uh, when the fire alarm was sounded, our noble firemen Ooh, and noble. their trusty right. chief quickly responded, braving elements such as they had never done before, and they have unflinchingly faced all kinds of weather. Uh, the burning building they couldn't save. But they did, goes on to say, save the surrounding property. The path of the tornado is detailed here, building by building. But it, essentially it came up west Main mm -hmm. uh, from about uh, the railroad station down there. In fact, it says it first came down along the railroad. Wow. And then moved up west Main, destroying both sides of west Main. When it got up close to the square, it pulled to the north. So it took out the uh, north corner, the north, that'd be the northwest corner of West Main in the square, mm -hmm. and then proceeded to wipe out all of the north side of the square, going across and doing major damage to the Methodist Church. In fact, if you look at pictures of the Methodist Church before the storm, and then as it was later uh, put back together, mm -hmm. the appearance is different. Some of the ornamentation was never replaced, uh, was lost completely. Uh, the Home Journal newspaper at that time, their offices were across the street from what's now the uh, Mercipera Theater Art Building. Mm -hmm. used to be the post office, used to be the library. Yeah. The Home Journal was across from there, and it wiped out the newspaper. Right across from where the jail was. No, we're. Yeah. Which jail? Was it across from? The, the one four hundred West Main. Oh, it got that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure the building was destroyed. Yeah. But yeah, it wiped out all that area. Uh, but then crossed and left the square up there on what would be the northeast corner of the square. Mm -hmm. Took out all of that. Uh, did not damage the old post office at the time, the post office on uh, East College, yeah. or West College. Yeah. Uh, and then they go on to detail. It's obvious this article probably appeared a couple of days after the uh, damage itself uh, because they detail uh, which buildings, which businesses, and even they have estimates of the cost of, uh, which is interesting too, because again, the, the price difference is the time. For instance, the uh, Kerr uh, drugstore was completely uh, put out of business. And they estimate that the loss of merchandise would probably run about $1,500. Wow. Uh, you know, $1,500. That's a lot of money back then. Back then. Today, that wouldn't buy the candy counter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, their entire inventory was apparently lost. And they figured that the cost of uh, renovating the building, rebuilding the building, would run close to $1,000, which, again, sounds like nothing today. But... Uh, rather significant back then. Uh, the industrial area down near the uh, railroad station mm -hmm. was apparently uh, completely put out of business uh, as well. And they mentioned 
the Ransom Brothers Warehouse, the Raglan uh, business, the Farmer's Gin and Warehouse. Uh, it's all detailed. And uh, when they added it all up, it came up to that staggering figure of half a million dollars before the town could be put back together. Was there an estimation at all uh, how long it would take it to be rebuilt at that time? Uh, the estimate was, in terms of years, whether it turned out to play that way, I don't know, because it, the article also emphasizes how immediately people went to work to mm -hmm. put things back together. Another group that gets singled out for applause is two ladies, Mabel Hill and Minnie Yearwood. They were the telephone. I love that name, Minnie. Minnie? Yeah. And Yearwood's a prominent name during that mm -hmm. period. But they were the uh, telephone operators. Oh, my goodness. And uh, obviously the, the, the uh, twister caught people off guard. But in the fire, they stayed up on the line calling and getting people to evacuate and getting involved. Mm -hmm. And their building literally was came down around them. Wow. But both of them, uh, yeah. The, let's see if we can find uh, They remained at their post with the lightning playing hide and seek all over and about them and the thundering roar of the storm to the stress they signaled. The telephone service was greatly crippled, wires being blown down uh, for miles out into the country. Mm -hmm. uh, a crew of 75 men went to work the next day to restore the telephone service. Uh, was that Bell Telephone? I'm not sure who had the service, and it'd be interesting to check because the telephone yeah. companies originally were very local. Yeah. They were wired together where they could make long-distance calls, but uh, they were very local, so uh, it Let, may have been a local Murfreesboro firm. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Seems like everything's coming down around us right now. All right. We'll be right back. Preferred Precision Group, an international manufacturing company, is now hiring full-time positions in Smyrna, Tennessee. They have open positions for material handlers, tugger operators, repackers, and forklift operators. Ranges from $13.25 to $17 per hour. Enjoy the great benefits and overtime. Call or text 615-347-9579. Join Preferred Precision Group, an equal opportunity employer. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. 
The Exchange Club of Murfreesboro is proud to host the 13th annual Healing Fields Flags of Remembrance. This is Gail Passavoy of FMB Mortgage and co-chair of the Healing Field. You can sponsor a flag for any personal hero in your life by calling 615-641-0121. Please join us Memorial Day weekend, May 29th through the 31st for this free event open to the public. The field will be located next to the First United Methodist Church on Thompson Lane. To sponsor this event or order a flag, please visit us on Facebook page, Healing Field of Murfreesboro TN. This is Scott. It's now time to make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center where they exclusively specialize in us men and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has really reinvented the doctor's visit and they make it quick and easy for us men to get in and get all of our levels checked out, not just our testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all your numbers that are in important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, they could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. So book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's Healthcare. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Community leader Dr. Jim Berner is dead after a battle with COVID-19. He'd been fighting the coronavirus locally at St. Thomas Rutherford, but was recently transferred to a special facility in Nashville. Funeral arrangements are incomplete. More information about the life and times of Dr. Jim Berner posted on WGNSRadio.com. City of Murfreesboro says it plans to develop a large 154-acre park a mile west of Veterans Parkway off Highway 96. The park will reportedly include fields, green space, walking trails, and event space. In addition, the city plans for a new community park on city-owned land along Veterans Parkway, Burnt Knob Road, Vaughan, and Blackman Roads near Interstate 840. Site's in the initial planning stages and will move to a master planning phase in short order. The location will not only incorporate a park site, but a future business park and employment center as well. Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival is on its way to become a part of Manchester. The Board of Mayor and Aldermen voted unanimously to annex the property known as New Aero Farms. This makes them eligible for city police and fire services, along with utilities. Previously, the Bonnaroo land was now within the Manchester city limits. The festival is September 2nd through 5th, and Foo Fighters have recently been announced as an addition to the entertainment lineup. The second annual Storybook Breakfast at Cannesburg Village takes place Saturday. United Way reports a 9 a.m. event is already sold out, and there are only a few tickets left to the 10.30 event. All proceeds go to the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. More details on our website, wgnsradio.com. When news breaks, we tweet it. Follow us at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. 
We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. This is Dick Palmer, voice of Blue Raider Baseball. We're excited to be on News Radio WGNS. Follow each pitch of the season on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, the flagship station for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Deep right field. Nobody's going to get that one. That one is out of the ballpark. And the Raiders continue to pile on the runs. Your exclusive home for Blue Raider baseball, News Radio WGNS. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Sky has become mostly sunnier this afternoon. We'll see high in the upper 70s. Winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 50. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 50. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Greg Tucker. And we were just discussing the article that he just read. And uh, uh, it's amazing how the communication system, we're talking about uh, papers uh, specifically, newspapers, and uh, how they change with how the world changes at the time. And this guy that wrote that, who, whoever, uh, it, it's obvious that his name is not mentioned, but um, he doesn't sound like he comes from this area. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say that. There were some back in those days who uh, were accomplished wordsmiths and words that have disappeared out of our common language mm-hmm. are fairly common, like phlegmatic, uh, which I don't ask me to define, but uh, uh, they worked at uh, vocabulary beyond uh, Phlegmatic means unemotional. Does it? Yeah. Is that what my wife just did? Yes. <laughs> She she didn't want to leave you hanging. Uh, no, she wanted to embarrass me. No. It, it, isn't that great? Um, I wish that I could uh, have something like that to reach out uh, for at least two centuries in this area. And, and that it could not only explain what was going on in the community, but, but the type of people who would reach out to us and give the, it. I don't know if it would be opinion. It's it's more newsworthy mm-hmm. in those type situations than what we have now. Well, on the mm-hmm. other side of the page I was reading from are a couple of pictures. Street scene in Merseyville and uh, devastation mm-hmm. wrought by the cyclone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have seen other pictures because uh, it was in one of the pictures that I first realized or saw that the courthouse was not damaged. 
it may have lost a window or two, something of that order, but n mm -hmm. nothing like the devastation on the north side of the square where virtually every building was taken down uh, at that time. Uh, I wonder what Mr. Bernie Tucker would have said about that, reading that particular article. Uh, he would have been ready to start rebuilding. Uh, it'd be a boon for your construction industry, wouldn't it? Yeah. A lot of it, and the the article towards the end of the article even enumerates who had insurance hmm. and how much the insurance was going to cover. Those fortunate enough to have storm insurance follow. King Raglan and Company were well covered. Ransom Brothers well covered. Uh, the Mrs. Spence, who was I guess the uh, matriarch of the Spence family at the time. You know, they owned almost the entire south side of the square mm -hmm. uh, during this period and quite a bit on the other parts. She had insurance. C.H. Byrne, common name in the automobile business around town. Uh, Avent and Price, uh, the Cannon family, uh, J.A. Clayton. Uh, they all had insurance, but that's a short list compared to the list of all those who took damage, uh, which goes on for a column and a half there. The fact that this was preserved is a good story as well. Uh, a family locally, apparently, perhaps they contacted my predecessor, Ernie Johns, mm -hmm. and they had a wholesale clothing, I think primarily women's clothing, catalog, which measured like 24 inches by 36 inches. Great big book that would, you know, mm -hmm. you'd have to lay down to look through. And uh, someone got a hold of it, I presume a lady with some time to read and clip, and started using that as a scrapbook. And uh, when it was offered or loaned to Ernie, he and uh, Susan Daniel, mm -hmm. our uh, county genealogist, somehow got it copied and made a complete copy of all the pages. And Susan, late, uh, within the last year, came across the copy, or mm -hmm. one of the copies that was made, called me about it, and I took possession of it. And, uh, you know, it's over 100 pages. And uh, I'm just now beginning to uh, get a sense of what all's there. The individual making the scrapbook focused a lot on crime. There are a lot of stories about criminal activity and the uh, adjudication and the arrests and such. 